Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts sit down for an exclusive interview with Dave Taylor. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of 40K Radio. We have a very special guest today. We're going to be talking with Dave Taylor. He recently delivered his Kickstarter, Armies, Legions, and Hordes, and he's going to talk about his upcoming Kickstarter, Terrain Essentials, which should be going live today. So without further ado, let's talk to Dave. All right, so we're here once again with Dave Taylor. Dave, thanks for joining us again. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Of course, and uh, as we talked about last time with Dave, uh, he was talking about his Army's Legions and Hordes Kickstarter, and that actually just delivered. So Ashley and I got our copies. I know I'm enjoying mine. I'm sure Ashley is enjoying hers so far. I certainly am. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Sure. So um, so now that you've you've completed your Kickstarter, what is what were some of the biggest challenges you had with it? I think a lot of, you know... We, we talk to people about when they're having a Kickstarter, but we've never actually had somebody on after the Kickstarter has been completed. So I think that might be an interesting question. Sure, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it was, there, there were quite a few challenges along the way, definitely. Um, it was a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun sort of going through the campaign, um, a lot of excitement. Um, and then afterwards, of course, it's like, okay, well, I've promised all these, uh, I think, on the Kickstarter itself, there were 1,300 backers. So I was like, I promised these 1,300 backers I'm going to make a book, so I better get <laughs> into that. Um, so uh, thankfully, I had, a, I had a pretty clear idea of what I what I wanted the book to, to look like, to feel like, um, and the information that I wanted to sort of impart in the book. Um, so for me, uh, I've done a lot of work on uh, magazines and working on magazine articles, which are like six pages, eight pages, ten pages long, that kind of thing. So kind of the the little the army features in the book um, were very comfortable for me to sort of put together. Um, I had, uh, had a bunch of photos already. I took a whole bunch of new photos uh, and got to sort of sit down and, and write each of those, um, sort of jumping around to sort of which one sort of caught my attention really. Uh, but so the toughest part I had for me as I was writing the book was the kind of the 40, 50 pages at the front of the book, which is the important part. It's where all the information is. Uh, so it's the stuff that talks about, uh, that presents different, um, ways. It's really the whole, the whole thing is about, um, being more mindful of projects when you go into them, thinking about, um, what your inspiration is, understanding what your goals are, being comfortable with your expectations, all that kind of thing. So writing that, because it was, I kind of felt it was the most important part, that was the part that, um, that I kind of spent most time on. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, right at the beginning, you mentioned, one of the first things you mentioned is keeping that project journal. And I couldn't believe how good of an idea that was and why I had never done it before. Right, because 
yep. sometimes these projects take you months and months and you, you know you get away from it for a while and then you know you're in the book you're saying like you know you gotta remember what inspired you to do it you know even just the paints you use because sometimes that can get all messed up so yeah it's um i think the i wanted to pr provide as many different ideas and thoughts and ways to overcome roadblocks as i could uh in there um and all that information is based on things that I've used, but also conversations I've had with other people about their um, uh, about their own project and mm -hmm. ways that they've got sort of past way they've got to complete it, um, complete their project. So it was nice to be able to bring everything together. Yeah, even just you know Dan Abnett's uh, forward for the book is great because he kind of talks about where he gets ideas from, and I thought that was really interesting. It was uh, it was it was very nice to to be able to get Dan to to do that. Um, he's a he's a great guy. He's a very um, very cool guy and a great author. And obviously, I really love all of his stuff. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was a nice. Um, it was a great moment for me when that uh, when his email came through with the forward in it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> but I, I also wanted to keep that as sort of a bit of a surprise for um, for backers, so I didn't uh, didn't tell them when it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> cool. so now that you've finished your army's legion hordes book have you been doing any you know personal projects um uh, actually yeah i have um i've been working on a gene steel occult army Ooh. oh just like the rest of us yeah like it like <laughs> so i i feel like i've uh sufficiently jumped on the bandwagon uh, <laughs> uh and got stuck in it's it's kind of funny actually the um i started the my gene steel occult army like two and a bit years ago when they first um were first released and i was really excited about them and uh, i got stuck in and i painted probably uh 10 neophytes and five hybrids and then was like uh, i'm not really sure why i'm doing this <laughs> and kind of, uh, put them all in a box and put it aside and uh i kind of kind of came to feel that they were a bit of a a bit of a failure of mine that I'd uh, I'd failed in this particular project, uh, but thankfully, Games Workshop, uh, in the, their infinite wisdom, decided to release a whole bunch of new really cool models. <laughs> so I was looking at them, and it was like the the bikes, uh, the Adeline Jackals were were looking really cool, and some of the characters were looking awesome. But as soon as they showed um, the preview picture of the Achilles Ridge Runner, oh yeah, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, totally. So I spent like 45 minutes tearing apart my basement trying to find that box. With <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been working on. And, and so I can come back around and say, well, hopefully in, in a couple of months' time, I can say, completed army. <laughs> so for, uh, any, for anybody starting a Gene Share Cult army, we always have the same question. How many jackals do you have in your army? I, Are I you have... planning on I, I'm not sure how many I'm planning on. Um, it might continue to grow. I've got four assembled at the moment, plus the wolf quad. I've got another box sort of sitting, waiting to be assembled. I've got the Alphas. Uh, <laughs> I've got two Ridge Runners. So I think I, what I need to do now is actually just start playing a couple of games with them and, and sort of seeing how they pan out. But is it sounding like uh, the Jackals are the way to go? I, I think people just really like the models. Um, I know locally for me anyway, they're sold out at every store that that we have around. I couldn't even buy one. 
Really? Oh, geez. Because they are gone. Right. <laughs> I know um, in the uh, the first, yeah, when they, the day they released, um, thankfully my uh, my local store held one for me, and uh, my friend there gave me a call and said, hey, you sure you don't want any more? Because they're really fast. And that was like 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll wait until next week or you, whenever you get a restock. I'll, I'll maybe pick up another one then. But, uh, yeah, I think you, you're absolutely right. The, the bikes are spectacular. I think um, there's probably a lot of people picking them up for um, Rough Rider conversions as well. I'm seeing a lot of people wanting to do that, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, they'd definitely be very cool for that. Mm. Now, have you. Um... Another thing we've noticed with the people we've interviewed lately is there's been a lot of uh, play of Kill Team. Have you gotten into that at all? Actually, yeah, uh, <laughs> I have. Uh, the I, I, I will admit, I when it released, I, I was like, oh, I've just got Necromunda. I've just painted up a Necromunda gang. I really don't want to jump in the Kill Team. Uh, but when the I, I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to play Gene Steeler Cult, uh, and at pretty much about the same time. Um, my gaming group said we should do Kill Team. Let's do a Kill Team campaign. So the last uh, month or so, we've been sort of playing um, just one-off games, getting getting a hang of the rules. And uh, next week, I think we start our campaign for that. Have you guys been playing some Kill Team? Yeah, uh, I think it's for me anyway. Has been interspersed with games of 40k. You know, we haven't done a campaign yet. I'm just playing some some one-off games. But with the the new Kill Team Arena expansion that just came out, the more match play, uh, I think we're going to do some tournaments at the local store. Okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I think that yeah that, that particular um, box looks pretty interesting. And I think um, probably I expect once we've finished our campaign, we'll probably do, uh, do some arena play as well. But yeah. Does how, look good. How many players do you have in your in your kill team group? I think at the moment we've got eight. Oh, nice. Um, with the, I think we might have ten by the time the campaign starts. But uh, yeah, with a pretty good pretty good mix. I think we'll only have one double up, and which will um, be not surprisingly Gene Sealer Cult. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got Death Watch, we've got Elder, Grey Knights. Uh, Chaos Marine, like a sort of stock Chaos Marines, uh, and regular Marines as well. Probably a couple of others coming through that I can't remember. But um, yeah, definitely good. Have you uh, played any games against uh, Grey Knights at all? I did play one game against Grey Knights. Um, I don't even know anyone who has a Grey Knight army anymore. Yeah. There's not a lot it, around, but... Uh, it's yeah. interesting in Kill Team when they're all throwing psychic powers at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to ask you, how, how did it go? Because I got crushed. <laughs> yeah, I got I got smited off the board. Right. It was pretty yeah. brutal, but... <laughs> For me, it was uh, the um, four... No, three out of his five guys had uh, double falchions. Oh, wow. So it was just like... Step into combat, slice, slice, yeah, slice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just killed my 19 point aberrant. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
I'm I'm all ears if anybody has some ideas on how to beat those guys. Oh man, it was you know I I've just it's been the people that have been successful against the Green Knights. I've I've just been people that have like overwhelming firepower, you know, because they can they blast them before they get uh close enough for the psychic powers. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds fair. I, I might have to go for some mining lasers. <laughs> some of those in the, in the list. <laughs> Well, I guess pretty... if, if you guys played some of the commander level games, you could probably um, get a psyker in there to, to try and counter it. But yeah, that's a possibility. I think uh, I think we've got some of those planned for later in the cool. uh, later in the campaign. But, uh, yeah, definitely good. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gene Steeler Cult is your is your current project. Are you feeling the draw of the uh, the Sisters of Battle that uh, a lot of people seem to be having? Um, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm not. I painted a, a Sisters of Battle army ooh, back in the day. Way back in the day. Uh, but uh, just recently, uh, I gave those to a friend of mine uh, who was sort of keen to do... And when I say just recently, probably six months ago, I gave those to a friend of mine who was very keen to, to get started in Sisters of Battle. Um, I think the, I'm really excited to see what the miniatures look like. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be fantastic. The teasers uh, we've seen so far have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, even that uh, there was a Warhammer community post recently where they put up the uh, like four pages of iconography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just looking at that was that was really cool. Um, definitely, uh, I'm excited to see how how well they put it all together because I mean, it, it, the Gene Stiller cult uh, army just works so well as a sort of cohesive force of all these wildly different things. So I think um, something like a, this is a battle army is going to look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're excited to see what sort of, what sort of new things get put in the army. Yeah. You know, like what a, what a sisters of battle flyer might look like or something like that. Well, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. The I, last time we got a really cool new flyer was the, uh, the Corsair, wasn't it? Um, the Black Star, I think. The, the, the Death Watch one. Oh, yeah, Corvus Black Star. Corvus Black Star. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, I agree. that's a that's a fantastic looking, uh, fantastic looking flyer. I've actually I've often thought about picking up one or two of those just to do, <laughs> uh, like inquisitorial, retinues. Oh, oh yeah, mm. I think they'd be pretty, uh, very cool sort of gunship to accompany them. Yeah, that looks great. But no, I think you. I think you're right. The, the possibilities that they've got for the Sisters of Battle Army are just are amazing. It's gonna it's gonna be hard hard to resist. But <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So, so uh, also, so now you you finished Army Legions and Hordes, Armies Legions and Hordes, and I yep. hear you've got a new Kickstarter coming up. Uh, I do. I do have a new project. Um, one of the cool things about um, being able, uh, like having armies and legions and hordes be an experiment, where it was something that I got to work on, uh, work on all of it, and didn't really have to impact other people too much, uh, was that I got to learn a lot about the production process, uh, learn a lot more about uh, things like international shipping, which is amazing how many extra points uh, there are in there, and you might think. Um, lots of different places for it to go wrong. Um, 
so learning all of those things uh, sort of gave me a real um, sense for kind of things that I'd like to do in the future. And the idea of publishing books uh, has always appealed to me. So I started talking to other folks who do very cool hobby stuff, um, things that are different to the type of stuff that I do. Um, so the first person I've been chatting with is uh, Mel Bowes, who is also known as the Terrain Shooter. Um, Mel has an awesome YouTube channel. Um, he does loads of tutorials, um, very detailed builds, um, and has a great sort of core set of um, videos on there for materials, uh, tools, techniques, all that sort of thing for, the, for all the core terrain building. Uh, so we're going to work on a book called Terrain Essentials, which will be just that sort of core terrain book. So all of Mel's sort of latest inf information, latest knowledge that he has uh, about building scenery is going to be, uh, be in that book. And we're taking it to Kickstarter March 15th. Um, which is very soon. So it might be today, actually, depending on when this goes out. Yeah, yeah, it should be the same day as this, but uh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I think one of the things that, you know, people don't realize till they see it is how much terrain can enhance a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it is amazing. I, I've always sort of dabbled with terrain um, over the years. Uh, when I worked at Games Workshop, I was lucky enough to work like right next door to the um, scenery team. So I was like, oh, this, this article is getting a little bit too much. I need to get up and walk around. I can walk back and um, do some dry brushing on tables or I'll put some flock on a hill or something like that. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I, um, when I started playing Dark Age, um, it was sort of sci-fi game from uh, Simon that I wanted to really start building my own terrain collection mm -hmm. um, because it has a very specific sort of busted up sci-fi kind of feel uh, and since I've started that probably um, yeah I have a, a pretty pretty extensive terrain collection now I can I could run my own um, 16 person tournament so. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> that, that is an extensive That's question. quite a space commitment. Uh, it is. It is. Yep. I try not to uh, sort of keep it all out at, at, <laughs> at times in front of <laughs> But, yeah, it's definitely um, a lot of tubs in the basement. But, uh, no, you're absolutely right. The, the um, terrain can really um, make a game for sure. And there's nothing like a trip to Warhammer World to make you feel like you have to step up your game, your terrain game. Those guys do some amazing stuff. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I have been playing with these like terrible tables. Like, what am I doing? I could be playing on this all the time, but all, you know, all the time and the effort and the money. And also, I'd have to develop a bunch of skills I don't actually have. <laughs> if only there was some sort of book to help you out. Yeah. I know. Well, soon. soon. Well, when I, <laughs> the Kickstarter's going to be soon. Um, Mel has already started writing the book. Um, he's already started on the the first couple of chapters, um, which is cool. Uh, we so since March fifteenth, run for about a month. Uh, we are planning for shipping in February twenty twenty uh, nice. to make sure we give ourselves enough time in the uh, the timeline. 
Uh, something I fell, I fell foul of with Armies, Legions and Hordes is that, uh, so my books are printed in, uh, Europe. They're printed in Lithuania. Um, there's a very, very good quality printer there called, uh, Stendato Spaustuve. Not that my, my Lithuanian is poor, <laughs> but, uh, it's better than cool. mine. It's better than mine. <laughs> but they, they do, uh, loads of excellent, excellent work and I wanted to sort of, uh, print with them. But, uh, essentially Europe shuts down, um, between about December 25th and, uh, January 2nd. So if you're trying to move books around, <laughs> Mm, yeah, <laughs> from Lithuania to uh, to any port, uh, it's a little bit tough. So um, we want to make sure we've got plenty of time in there, uh, so that if production does run a little bit long, we're still going to be uh, sort of hitting our our promised date. So for those who may be interested in in backing the book, what are what sort of um, the vision you guys have for it? Like, what are the, some of the things you're you're looking at covering the book, um, things of that nature. Uh, the basically we want to we want to get to um, we want to cover things like uh, tools, the common uh, tools that you'll use for uh, lots of different uh, terrain building materials. Uh, so we'll look at things like uh, different types of foam. Uh, so from um, expanded polystyrene. Uh, stuff that like the little balls of polystyrene foam, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to um, heavy duty insulation foam, um, even uh, sort of the spongy uh, upholstery. Uh, um, oh, the upholstery stuff, right? The, the furn- like furniture foam, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Uh, glues. Uh, Mel. Uh, Mel's a, a great. Um, guy one of the things i really like about the way that he does his terrain is he doesn't sort of find a way that works and then just stick with that he explores uh, he tries out lots of different materials so we might have like four or five different types of pva glue being explored or um, a couple of different types of super glue uh, so we'll be able to give the pros and cons for each of those uh, we'll look at uh, all the core the, the basic techniques um, that are used and then we're going to sort of move into sections um, that Mel has sort of devised. So he has um, basing, texture, uh, basing and texture. Uh, he has uh, greenery. We've got another name for it now, but greenery is the basic. So that would be flocking or foliage on trees, um, hedges, that kind of thing. Uh, there'll be a section on uh rocks and hills and cliffs um so talking about how to create rocks or um create realistic looking rocks um using foam using actual rocks using a variety of materials uh there'll be a section on um water features so uh water and snow features uh and there'll be a section on buildings so um, some basic buildings, some uh, basically a lot of the, the principles that we go into um, assembling or creating buildings and uh, the way that you go about painting them uh, as well. So we're, sti- we're starting with those um, sort of basics. Um, hopefully if things go well, we've got a few stretch goals, we'll be able to expand some of those sections and uh, Mel will be able to get into more advanced techniques. Uh, is what we're hoping for. 
Um, but yeah, the idea is that it's going to be a kind of a, um, a tabletop manual, a, a workbench manual. So it's something you'll have sort of close at hand when you're doing your, um, your terrain building. Um, you'll be able to or sort of always reference it uh, as you're going through. That's great. You know, it, terrain building, when you're just getting into it, can be almost as overwhelming as uh, when you just get into painting. Um, you know, people say, oh, well, just go get foam, and then you go to the store, and there's, you know, tons of different types of foam. Yep. Um, and like you were saying, you know, doing rocks and stuff, do I use real rocks? Do I do I use foam and, and chop it up? And it sounds like this is going <clears> to <throat> help people, you know, figure all this stuff out. Uh, Mel's got a great, uh, a great thing that's going to sort of be up, up the front with some of the, uh, philosophy ideas, um, or the, the thoughts behind, um, the decisions that you make when you're building terrain. Uh, a thing called the, that he calls the triad. So for wargaming terrain, it's working out, um, is it, uh, playability, durability, and realism hmm. are the, sort of the three different things that are always sort of tugging your terrain piece. Yeah. It's one way you can have, um, generally what you'll find is you can have two of those things, but not so much the third. <laughs> it's entirely been my experience. Yep. Usually durability is my, my most lacking. Your, your heel, your Achilles heel. Yes. Yeah. It looks but, great. No, I looked at it too hard and it broke. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's not, uh, not so good. That, that sort of thing is just fine for uh, stuff like um, dioramas or um, model train sets and mm. uh, sort of that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to gaming, gaming terrain is a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, he's got a variety of things like that. Um, one of the things I will mention there, having having just mentioned dioramas and, uh, and train setups, Mel's um, following on YouTube uh, isn't just... Uh, so it doesn't just come from the wargaming community. He has a, a very broad spread of people who um, who follow his stuff. So uh, the book is going to be isn't going to be directly aimed at, at wargamers, uh, but it's going to be accessible to everybody, um, which is going to be pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, because I mean, you know, obviously we're we're a forty k podcast, so we're thinking of it in terms of gaming, but. It, it sounds like a lot of his stuff could go for, like you're saying, you know, your your, your train hobbyists or dioramas or things of that nature too. Yeah, I think there'll, there'll probably be some elements in there that uh, that war gamers might not have seen before, mm. um, which is a, the interesting thing. I think that um, working with those other other types of terrain builders um, can bring in. So I'm excited to see the sort of people's reactions to that sort of stuff as well. I think it's going to be uh, be, be quite neat, um, but yeah, and also the way that people will be able to take techniques that are used on one project that might not be, for example, 40k based, and apply it to a 40k project. Uh, it's going to be very cool as well. Uh, so, just a uh, in this terrain book, you know, like your armies, legions, and hordes book, you you we see some 40k stuff, we see some more fantasy based stuff. Are you guys going to be doing the same thing with this book? Like, you know, when you get to buildings, a, a 40k building is very different than a, a fantasy building. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, what we're going to be doing is uh, we'll be looking at um, sort of more sci like sci-fi buildings mm -hmm. uh, and fantasy slash. Um, 
perhaps medieval buildings. Um, one of the things that we'd really like to do uh, is particularly because each of these topics can be sort of exploded into sort of any number of uh, projects. Uh, if things go well with the with the Terrain Essentials book, we'd like to sort of follow it up with a series of books um, Ooh, in nice. like 2020 or 2021 that um, that allow us to explore a little bit more uh, of those, those sort of things. So uh, we could do a whole book on, on vegetation, on uh, grasses, trees, and hedges, uh, which could include, uh, like, alien landscapes, uh, mm -hmm. alien trees, alien uh, carnivorous plants. Um, same sort of thing with, uh, with the buildings, um, getting into... Uh, a couple of different historical periods, uh, a couple of different fantasy looks, and some more, uh, more and more sci-fi looks. Um, sort of that grim, dark, gothic kind of uh, appearance. Yeah. Through to uh, sort of some of the cleaner stuff that you might see in uh, cyberpunk games. Or even just being able to have a book maybe that specializes on interior decors for for D and D games or. Uh, you know, diff not necessarily different genres, but different types of game. Like you yep. don't necessarily, you're, you're not going to need the same type of building for uh, for 40k as you do for Necromunda, say, or even Kill Team to a certain degree. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of options for you guys. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I think um, we'd, uh, we're excited to sort of dabble in that with this first uh, with this first book with Drain Essentials and get the, get things rolling from there. Uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. The, the list of ideas can be uh, almost endless. But uh, I definitely like that one about the uh, like dungeon interiors, <laughs> <laughs> things for adventuring. But uh, yeah, no, definitely cool. Now with. Uh, armies, legions, and hordes. Are are you thinking about doing a follow up to that as as well, or do you feel that's that's this represents you know all you've got to say about painting your wargaming collections? Um, I think I uh, I must admit I'm not not at all sure about that. Uh, what I I think what I'd like to do is um, I've still got a there's still quite a few armies that um, that I've worked on over the years that, that didn't make it into the book. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of still a lot of potential material just in my house alone, uh, but I like the idea of going out and talking to other people who have done uh, very cool and exciting uh, different things with with their armies, um, taking a different approach, uh, that sort of thing. So maybe a uh, possibly a compilation kind of book uh, that explores some really fantastic stuff uh, done by other people. Um, I think that would be be nice. Um, I'm really at the moment. I'm really excited and uh, intrigued by all of the, the things that um, a lot of the sort of Inquisitor 28 guys are doing. Um, everybody who's doing who's working on a lot of uh, Blanchitsu right. style stuff. Um, there's so much of it that's just coming through, and it's just spectacular. Um, so I'd like to have a chat with some of those guys and uh, see what they can. Uh, maybe see what we can do with that. I think, yeah, that'd be interesting. Like you were saying, a compilation book of people and the, sort of like the army profiles that you have in, in your army's legion and hordes book, but 
other folks' armies and and their inspiration and stuff. That'd be pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, be, be very cool. We sort of working on a um, funny a, a group of people where there's a common theme and have them all talk about that theme and about what what attracted them to it uh, and what the most exciting parts for them as it were as they were, were going through their projects. But uh, yeah, there's some fa- fantastic stuff. I've been spending quite a bit of time on uh, Instagram recently and mm. uh, there's a um, challenge going on. Um, I think it's called the Grim Dark, like hashtag Grim Dark Cards Challenge. <laughs> mm. So the, um, I don't know if you guys get, get the, uh, there was a deck of cards that, um, it was a very limited run. I think the GW released um, some stage over the last couple of years, but it's all John Blanche um, artwork. Oh, I, I, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I, I know that I have a copy of it. Like I have a, have a deck, and it's on my desk. But my desk is a is a horrible mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a picture I of it. I understand. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of it in um, Armies and Legions and Hordes. Oh, one of those was yours. One of those. <laughs> you can now that you know it's a horrible mess. You can probably pick which one of those four. <laughs> uh, and you can understand why I can't find that deck of cards. But um, or anything else for that matter. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if it's important, it's, it's on top until it becomes not important, and then it sinks towards the bottom. Right. But um, yeah, uh, loads of great artwork by uh, by John Blanche, and the idea with this. Uh, Grimdark Cards challenge is that you sit there, you shuffle the deck, and you draw out a card, and then you have to convert a model to, to match the artwork on the card. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely cool. So, yeah, if you're anybody's on Instagram, uh, jump over there and search the hashtag Grimdark Cards and um, check out all the cool stuff that's uh, that's happening there. But those, the, the people who are working on those, um, they're folks I'd like to talk to about, uh, about doing something in the future for sure now for anybody that um, did not back armies legions and hordes is it available for purchase directly or actually it is yep um, there's uh, there are a couple of different ways to to go about it uh, in the US um, for example uh, starting um, the will have started a couple of weeks ago uh local gaming stores are able to pick it up through Alliance Game Distributors. Um, so you know, I expect the local store would probably be chatting with Alliance once a week. Um, so you'd be able to order it through there. Um, I wanted to make sure that it was available to local stores because I think supporting local stores is super important. Um, the uh, Warlord, uh, Warlord Games team have it and they have been, they're also able to sell it into uh, hobby stores. So if you're in uh, sort of the UK, Europe, um, I think they're selling it to some Australian stores as well and probably a few others around the world. Uh, see if your store, if they usually order directly from Warlord, um, they can order it in there as well. Uh, if you don't have a local game store, um, there are a couple of options. Uh, Warlord Games are selling it on their website. Uh, so warlordgames.com and also my buddy uh, Alex at Ironheart Artisans who helped me with all of the U.S. Kickstarter fulfillment. Uh, he has it on his website, uh, which is ironheartartisans.com. Uh, and he also has a PDF of the book, the um, 
of the the whole book and the in the backer kit i put together a bunch of sort of bonus pdfs um or bonus photos photos of the, the different projects that i just couldn't fit into the book <laughs> so he has those available as uh, as pdfs too and for people going to Depticon, alex is alex has a booth there so i'm pretty sure he's going to bring some copies Actually, uh, this year I don't think he has a booth. He's going to be spending most. Does he have a booth? No, I think he's going to be spending most of his time with um, with the uh, Geek Nation tours tour. Well, oh, gonna... so he'll be spending a lot of time with me. Yeah, but where am I going to get my paint organizers from now? I'm not sure. I had plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You probably need to get in touch directly with Alex. Yeah, I'll send him an email. Uh, but uh, actually, at Adepticon, if folks who are going to Adepticon or um, places like Cold Wars, Historicon, or Fallen, uh, Vince at uh, Wing to Star Publishing is going to be selling the book at his booth. There we go. Excellent. Oh, and, and anybody who's heading to Salute in uh, London in a couple of weeks' time, that uh, the Warlord Games team will have it uh, at their booth. So basically what we're saying is that if you don't have it, there's no excuse not to because there's lots of places you can get it. There are plenty of ways to get it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to um, to make sure that that was that it was available. Uh, it got a, it's had a fantastic reaction. I'm really, um, really humbled by the reaction. Um, and I'm very excited to for people to continue to dig into the book and sort of not just look at the, the flashy pictures and, and read some more. I had a, a friend of mine who um, uh, I didn't actually realize he does project management uh, stuff for a living. And uh, he sent me a message as soon as it, well, once he'd opened it up and had a read through, it was like, oh my God, I never thought of this. I never thought of <laughs> project management principles to my hobby. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> Now you've uh, now you got it. It's, uh, yeah, hopefully it, I'm, I'm really hoping that it, it helps a lot of people complete more of their projects more often. Right. Well, from what I've seen so far, I definitely think it'll do that. And as we all know, the toughest part of of starting an army is actually finishing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, definitely cool. All right, and uh, so please check out Dave's new Kickstarter, which should be going live today, March 15th. Uh, yeah. It'll it'll be a great terrain book with the help of Mel from the Terrain Tutor, who you can also check out his YouTube channel. And like we said, you know, Armies, Legion, and Hordes is out there. Plenty of places to get it. So pick it up. Very exciting. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, everybody. It's, uh, it's been a lot, uh, a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>